We have to talk about the problems that we have in our Orthodox community, and there are a lot of them. There's a tremendous amount of good, and I think the good outweighs the, the evil, and there is a lot of evil. But it's not because they're Orthodox, it's because they're misled. It shouldn't be under the name of Orthodox. Welcome to Hope to Recharge podcast. Thank you for joining me here again today. Every week we meet here to break the stigma around mental health and to bring you insight and inspiration and lots of practical tips from personal stories or professionals around the world that share how they turn their journey of mental health into healing or to thriving. Together we will break the stigma one story at a time. In mental health together is always better. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm your host, Matana. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by DBT Path. My emotions were all over the map. And even though I knew in my heart that I was capable, bright, and had potential, I'd repeatedly do things that others would say was self-sabotaging. I didn't want to sabotage myself. I just truly didn't know how to manage my emotions. And believe me, I'd tried a lot of things. It wasn't until I learned dialectical behavior therapy, DBT skills, that I learned how to embrace my sensitivity and finally feel in control. Whether for you it's BPD, by bipolar, anxiety, PTSD, or any other reason that you regularly experience intense emotions, you can create the life that you want all online in a caring, non-judgmental community. Go to EmotionallySensitive.com now and join us. Learn DBT skills, change your life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hope to Recharge podcast, another episode. Today, you are going to be hearing me alone, solo episode. I'm going to share a lot of my thoughts that I've been having the last few weeks. I've been pondering in my thoughts. And one of the big things that I came such a long way in my recovery and my journey of finding my authentic self is to stay quiet instead of responding right away. My old self was so insecure and in such a need of being heard and understood that even when I wasn't clear on my words, I would talk and sometimes it would be an attack. Sometimes it would be painful words and I very often regretted it. One of the things that I am working on this year is listening to understand, not in order to respond listening to understand, not in order to respond. And the last week and a half have been really challenging for me to listen without responding. But the good thing is I had a loss of words and a lack of clarity just from so much pain and emotions that were going on internally. So I didn't know how to respond for different things that were coming through my life. I realized that when we are silent, we have an, an inner dialogue with ourselves. And it's a helpful dialogue when it's a non-judgmental dialogue, when it's a compassionate dialogue. And I really was so grateful for the long journey that I did of not talking right away out of pain. It's not easy for me. It can be really challenging and sometimes it's brewing. The good thing is that I realized how many people I have in my life that I could reach out to and say, I'm struggling with something that's going on now. Can you listen and just give me insight? You know me well, non-judgmental. They, you have these core friends that are non-judgmental that will listen and give you clarity and insight that, you're, that you won't be threatened by their insight. And I want to start off with gratitude to those people 
to Neshama, to Gila, to Mary, to Suri, to my friend Sagit, Mimi, people that can listen to me without being threatened with my words and hear my thoughts and my pain, hold space for my pain, hold space for my confusion, and at the same time give me feedback and comfort and sometimes really insight that I need. What I realized is that the bottom line, everybody wants to be validated. We all want clarity and we all want to relieve the pain that is sitting in our body, in our mind, in our heart, wherever it is. We want to get rid of it. I am so grateful for my network of people that I have that I can call and say, you know what, I'm struggling. Can you listen to me? Can you be there for me? Is it a good time? I need to just share. I need a vent. I need to clear my mind. I need you to give me insight. And with no judgment, they have a conversation with me that almost always comes to some kind of internal peace because I can see it from a different perspective or come to comfort with it. So last week or two weeks ago, I don't know when it started, there was this big social media outburst on the Netflix series, My Orthodox Life. I don't have TV. I don't have Netflix. I do have ADHD and ADD, so I cannot watch anything. I do not have um, a desire to watch movies. I don't watch series. I don't really know what's going on when it comes to pop culture, but social media feeds me the information, what's going on. And I And I kept on seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of conversation on the topic of this new, this new series, Unorthodox. What I did see is there was a lot of back and forth, harsh words saying, being said from both parties. What I felt the first week when I was reading everything and I was staying silent, I I realized that I felt like I was being attacked. I felt like either my orthodoxy was being attacked or my unique being in my orthodoxy was being attacked. I, I realized that it was my wound. I realized that I'm in a lot, a lot, a lot of pain. I thought I came such a long way with healing my past wounds, with my upbringing and my ultra-orthodox life with people that surrounded me and my schools and my friends and my family. It's a lot, a lot of deep wounds and I thought I came a long way and here it is, something that just highlighted it for me and I realized there's still a lot of work that I need to do in my healing, in my experience, in order to move forward. I'm so grateful that I didn't use social media in order to share my opinions because I realized that it was coming from my brokenness, not in order to teach. It was coming from my resentment, my pain, my my hurt. I always say I want to inspire people from a place of peace, not from a place of pain. And I was in tremendous amount of pain. I found myself waking up in the middle of the night crying many times, literally just tears rolling down my cheeks. Thank God for the past six years, I have no problem sleeping. I hit my pillow and I'm sleeping until the morning. And I found that I had a hard time sleeping and the entire time I'm sleeping, I'm having these dialogues, these internal dialogues with myself, with my emotions, with my pain, with my wound, with things that are just not feeling right inside me. There was a lot of forgiveness that had to be done. And I realized that what I was feeling was the fear of losing something we love so badly for the cost of our identity. Many, many times in my past have I been rebuked publicly and privately 
for my decisions that I make with my authentic self. Now, my decisions were always out of wanting to live with my core values, wanting to live my truth. And very often, especially in religion, especially in a closed community, it's hard to live your authentic self because there'll be judgment, there'll be looks, there'll be even maybe disconnection from people that you love so dearly. And there's a price to pay to live authentically. And I personally, personally, me, Matana, suffered from this tremendously. Being able to live my authentic self, my truth, living with God, with my definition of what God is for me, my relationship with God, my private spirituality versus the spirituality and the religion way that I was taught and brought to my attention that's important to live. And it's a very, very, very hard and lonely journey to go through when you feel insecure with thinking your thoughts when you're being rebuked for thinking your thoughts, for even thinking it, not even doing anything, just thinking your thoughts. You can be rebuked. You could be shamed. A tremendous amount of fear of God can also be brought upon you with guilt. And there's so much confusion, so much identity crisis. What do I believe? What do I want to believe? What is important to me? What's my core values? And I was finding last week that every time I read something and I was trying to stay off of social media as much as possible, I try to post inspirational stuff a day or my insight, my gratitude, our hope to recharge podcast information. I was trying to stay off because I realized that it was really causing me so much pain to see the diversity, the diversity in the name of God. Many people were saying that it was in order to prevent anti-Semitism. And I was saying there is no greater anti-Semitism than not seeing one another. The pain was brutal in my heart. At the end of the week, I had a tremendous migraine. Everything just went to my emotions. My emotions went to my head and I just had an outbreak of a tremendous migraine. Thank God, my EFT practitioner, Greg, that helped me release the pain. On Monday, I had a session that was just a full hour of crying, 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 releasing old, 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 deep down wounds from my youth that I thought I came to a place of understanding and clarity. And I didn't. There was still something unresolved and still a lot of pain. And I think The underlying part was that I felt that so many times in my life, I was manipulated into feeling and being something that my authentic self was not. And I worked so hard to get to my authentic self, to enjoy what I do, to live with what I do with core truth. My mother once asked me, what inspires me? And I thought about it. I said, what inspires me? And I said, Ima, what inspires me is the truth. I love when people live their truth, even when it's in dangerous times, even when it's controversy. I get inspired when people live with authenticity and truth. Because for me, sometimes it was so hard to live my authentic self-truth because it was so different than what I was brought up with. My community, my authenticity was different. But abandoning my authenticity was more painful. And I find that in life, we keep on changing and evolving to our true self and it can change. But give validation for that part that our authentic self knows what we want to be, knows where we want to grow, where we want to evolve. And no one has the right to shame us for living our authentic 
truth. And I think that was my biggest pain last week, realizing so many years I was not given the permission to live with my authentic truth. Now, no one chained me down. No one threatened me. Maybe they threatened me not to love me as much or not to respect me as much. Or they, But there was this threat that I might not be accepted. I not, might not be validated. I might not be as loved. And I always felt that my mouth was trapped from talking my truth. Until I went through my mental health crisis and I learned that avoiding my truth is a higher price to pay than living my authentic truth and walking through it and knowing that no matter what happens in life, I will be stronger than anything that will come my way as long as I don't abandon myself. I will overcome all these challenges. I will connect to myself. I will ask myself, what is your desire? Because true healing can come only from living authentically with your truth, with what you believe. There is so much to my orthodox life, my personally, mine, my own, that I'm so grateful for. There's so much that I'm grateful for. There's a lot of gray that I'm very confused about. There's a lot that I do that I'm not, I'm not sure about, but it's worth it for the long game. But it's my choice. I want it to be my choice. I want it to be that it's coming from my heart, from my choice, not because I am forced to do it, but I'm doing it because I want to do it. I am so grateful for all the people that held space for my pain last week, that saw my tears, that saw my brokenness, and with no judgment was willing to listen to me, to work it out with me, to hear my past journey of where teachers and mentors would tell me, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you will burn in hell. Yes, I was told that. And I was told that if I don't dress a certain way, man can sin. And we, we heard, I heard this over and over and over and over and over. And I actually spoke to one of my friends from high school. I'm like, am I making this up? She's like, no, we heard this. We really heard this. I said, if men sin, it will be my fault. You know how much how much responsibility that is, how much guilt that brings someone. And we heard this and I wasn't even in the extreme Hasidic community. I was in the Haredi community. And yes, we hear it a lot. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of ugly. And there's a lot of in between. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of authentic self to be connected to God, our God, our truth, our journey. And my last 11 years was connecting to my authentic self, connecting to my, to what I want to be because it feels good and right in my soul. I feel alive versus suppressed and it takes time and it takes time and it takes time and we change and we evolve, but it should be because I want to, not because someone is telling me to. My friend Mary sent me something that Dr. Martini speaks about a lot. And one of the things that I practice with um, often when I get resentful and hurt, I always say, what part of this that's hurting me is inside me? I'm going to link this YouTube from Dr. Martini in the show notes. It's a powerful, uh, th- I think it's 30 minutes or 20 minutes about forgiveness. And what forgiveness is really all about? Is there real forgiveness and, and, and is it overrated? It's a little bit extreme, but I highly recommend all of Dr. Martini's work. And I took part of it and I, I customized it for me. I think you, I'm, gonna, I'm going to ruin the whole um, thought process of Dr. Martini if I say it. So I think you should watch it on your own. But I took from it that we can coexist with forgiveness 
and gratitude for what happened at the same time. Dr. G. Martini believes that we don't need to grant forgiveness if some, we've regained something from um, something that pained us. So if we had a gain from a pain, it's gratitude, it's not forgiveness. I believe that it could coexist. We can be grateful for the awakening, for the change that, ha- that came from it. If it's an internal change, if it's a physical change, if it's a, a communal change, whatever it is, every pain, there is a growth There's a meaning if we choose to see it. So instead of asking the person that pains us for forgiveness, we could say thank you. I say we can be grateful for the experience of growth, for the learning, for whatever happened from it, and to see where it touches me in myself. I believe that I was triggered last week, and I don't like the word triggered, but I was caused pain and I was ignited last week because there was a lot of me that is judgmental. And I need to work on myself to not be judgmental. A lot, a lot of last week was about me looking inward and saying, okay, Matana, where are you judgmental? Where can you be kind when you're harsh? I was feeling judged last week. I was feeling judgment for others last week, for Julia. I, don't, I think her name is Julia. I don't know. I was feeling um, a lot of hypocrisy. I was feeling... I was feeling that there was a lot of deception of the truth, hiding things within the Orthodox community that needs to be spoken about and not hidden and not hide it in the name of anti-Semitism. We have to talk about the problems that we have in our Orthodox community, and there are a lot of them. There's a tremendous amount of good, a tremendous amount, and I think the good outweighs the, the evil, and there is a lot of evil, but it's not because they're Orthodox. It's because they're misled. It shouldn't be under the name of Orthodox. It should be that these people that think that they're leading an orthodox life are really not. So all of these things were things that I have inside me. I have things that I am dishonest with myself and maybe with the world about. And I need to go fix that inside myself. I judge other people and I need to work on that on myself. So Dr. Martini says, whatever pains you in somebody else is something that you need to work on yourself. Says it also by us, whoever faults somebody else is faulting something within themselves. Look in the mirror. Look where, where it touches you in your, in your insecurity, in your own wound, where you need to grow from. So Dr. Martini said, when somebody hurts, hurts you go inward see where you did that to somebody else where you show up like that in that in the world and fix it in yourself and thank that person for bringing that awareness to you and i say we can we can have gratitude with forgiveness at the same time uh, granting forgiveness is a healing experience that's what mary was and i were talking about that that it doesn't have to be either or it could be they can coexist And sometimes it's therapeutic. Now, sometimes the other person doesn't want to ask for forgiveness. So you have to do the work on your own and say, okay, fine. I'm grateful for this experience. Where did it take me? Where did it grow? And some things, some things are unforgivable, really unforgivable. And that's for each individual to to analyze and to come to clarity in, in, in their own life. But I think the whole concept really helped me. And Dr. Martini's concept helped me with last week with my pain. Do you sometimes feel stuck? Do you wish you can be somewhere else? Do you have a vision of where you want to get to, but you just don't know what the first step to take in order to get to that life that you're dreaming of? Many people ask me, what did I do in order to create this wellness that I'm living in? How did I shift from deep depression, from extreme anxiety to a thriving life, to a productive life, to a life full of joy? I put many things into practice and it's every single day. Many of you know that it's gratitude, a healthy mindset, 
boundaries, self-love, and one of the most important things that many people don't speak about, forgiveness. Self-forgiveness and forgiveness to others. Essential for healing. If you want to work one-on-one with me in order to move forward towards that dream life that you have a vision of, click the link below in the show notes. It's a custom-made program for you, one-on-one with me. We will develop a concrete program that you can implement in your life so you can create a better well-being. Click the link below. Looking forward to working with you. And now enjoy the rest of the episode. The whole concept really helped me and Dr. Martini's concept helped me with last week with my pain was, okay, where can I work on on this on myself? How can I have compassion to these other people that are reacting out of fear? I believe that all the people that reacted, harshly reacted out of fear, fear of the unknown, fear of the future, fear of anti-Semitism, fear of uh, losing their identity, fear of maybe things that are insecure within themselves that are coming out to light and they don't feel comfortable with it. So much, so much fear, both ways, so much fear and so much pain, and so much resentment, and so much lack of wanting to understand the other person. Now, I'm going to say one thing. Whoever rebuked the show, whoever rebuked the show without watching it, it, I I don't even, like, their words are empty. How can you rebuke a show if you didn't even watch the whole context? Don't we say, don't judge something until you see the whole picture? You shouldn't judge anybody until you stand in their place. Can you imagine judging even not watching and seeing the context? I don't care what people said. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I think that's not okay. That's how we destroy people by talking about something just out of what we heard. And I think that I didn't, I didn't watch it either. So I don't have a right to say anything about it. If I didn't watch it, I don't have a right. I was very affected by everybody else writing about it. And I know that it that ignited something in me, something that I need to work on. But I cannot say yay or nay on anything that had to do with the show if I didn't watch it. Nothing to do with me if I didn't watch it. And if no one hired me as a judge, I will keep my mouth shut <laughs> if no one hired me as a judge. And I will just judge my feelings, my insecurities, my shame, my sadness, my healing. And I am so grateful for all the people in my life that listened to my pain and my past experiences with no judgment, with acceptance, with love and compassion. And they know that my existence does not threaten their existence, even if we're different. And I think what the world really needs is a lot of acceptance and not judgment. And if we want to judge, let's, let's just go in and be our own judge of our own, our own way of living. If we want, if we want to judge, and I don't think we should judge anybody, not even ourselves, we should reflect, we should evolve, we shouldn't judge. And the only way we can find more unity in the world, and I, and I said this last week, that we see unity, we see people come together in tragedy with hurricanes, with fire, with disasters, with war. We, we see a lot of people with tragedies, death, terrible things in the world. And you could see people come together, strangers coming together when there's tragedy. But true unity is through diversity and, and controversy, I think. I think that we can hold space for each other even though we don't think the same and be okay and say, okay, well, they're not doing it because they want to be mean. They're not doing it because they want to be terrible. 
It's their truth. And I can live my truth and they can live their truth and we can coexist. I honestly don't think that many people wake up in the morning and say, I want to cause pain for people in the world. I honestly don't think so. I think people take power in order to feel joy within themselves. I think people control other people in order to feel empowered, but I don't think they're doing it in order to cause pain to for other people. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's my perception. I believe that people are innately good people. I just want to say that a lot of my experiences in not living my authentic self in my past and living somebody else's core value was out of the fear and pain of losing what I feel was love, what I thought was love, what what I recognized as community, as support, as being grounded. And sometimes we need to leave that fear and say, you know what, I want to live my authentic self, even though it's vastly different than somebody else's authentic self. And if that person doesn't feel comfortable with who I am with my authentic self, that's their choice. And they're going to have to leave. And maybe I'll have to mourn and grieve relationships that I used to have and I I thought there were love and there were not and maybe it would be community and maybe it will be schools and maybe it will be a system and maybe it will be even somebody in my close family maybe maybe or a close friend I don't know I don't know but living a life that was that's not my authentic self is more lonely than leaving somebody that forces me to live my authentic self and that was I think 11 or 12 years ago when I when I broke free of this life that I was living for everybody else. Now I truly believe that I live my authentic self. I often tr- I often check within myself to see am I living my authentic self? Does this align with me? Maybe my my core values change and that's okay. And that's okay. But the big 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 clarity for me this time was that whatever my wound is is something I need to work in my on myself, not in order to teach other people how to react to, towards me. How do I show up better in the world? What do I have to do to improve? Find your community, your your community, your people that can support you, even though you're not the same like them. That don't feel threatened by you being different, and knowing that you're strong enough to deal with whatever happens, no matter what you choose to do in life. And living your authentic self is the ultimate freedom ultimate freedom. And it's a gift to be able to know what our authentic self is. It's really a gift. Wow. I spoke a lot. Thank you for listening. Thank you for holding space for my journey. I'm feeling so much better, so much better than last week. I took notes on the things that I need to work on and boundaries I need to have. And really, what kind of person do I want to be at the end of my days? What am I working towards? And it's okay not to be like everybody else. I was outside in the garden and I saw Ari's garden and it's a beautiful garden. I love the fact that he's so passionate about it and I just get to see and enjoy the outcome of it. And he loves, 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 loves his garden. And I love, love, love seeing the transformation from a garden. And I went outside the other day and I was with my little son, Mishael, and we were looking at the different plants and how each one evolved into itself so rapidly. Ari planted it, what, two, three months ago and rapidly became like a big... And each one had its unique identity. How they grow, where they spread out. Is it up? Is it wide? Is it inward? Is it outward? What size? What color? Where their strength is? 
You know, I saw in the zucchini plant that they have these tiny little curls, tiny, 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 tiny little curling little things that come around that that are like fingers to connect to the ground and to plants near them that they could stay sturdy because they spread out. And I was thinking, my God, they are suffocating the other plants near them because I didn't give this plant, I shouldn't say I, Ari didn't give the zucchini plant enough room for its own identity because we didn't know what it needed. We didn't know when I replanted it, that it needs a tremendous amount of space for its own. So we suffocated the other plants by putting the zucchini right near, I don't know, remember what it was near, I think near the corn or near the cucumber. And it's it's literally suffocating it. So we have to, I, I learned from my garden, if we give them the right environment, they can thrive. If not, they suffocate. The same thing with human beings. Give us the environment to thrive in our own innate core values of what our DNA tells us for us individually. Give us love, compassion, acceptance, gratitude, and then we'll thrive with our authentic self. But if we're going to be smothered by something else, we won't be able to thrive and we're going to suffocate. I learned this from my garden. Look power of giving ourself the space and the and the environment to be our authentic self and if we're not we'll be suffocated and i do believe that a lot of our youth is being suffocated by what the world is showing them that they need to be if it's image if it's success if it's fitting in if it's this is the way you're supposed to by certain age you're supposed to do certain things accomplishments if it's with religion this is where you're supposed to look say talk feel go learn whatever this is what you're supposed to um, show up in the world. Don't suffocate. Be your own self and be okay if your friend, your neighbor, your family member is different. Work with love. Work with acceptance, compassion. Be that person that someone feels comfortable to come and share their their hurdles, their darkness, their confusion. Be that person that can be the vessel to receive somebody else's confusion without judgment. Maybe the world will evolve to a more accepting place if we do these tiny little changes within ourselves to not judge ourselves to not judge others of course not others because we don't know what they're walking through life and hopefully hopefully we can bring just comfort to this very very broken world i know this is not about really um, nutrition but it's mind nutrition it's mindset i know that sounds so 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 harsh but I needed to share this experience because this is my real, real, real work. This is what I work on every single day. Now, mindset saved me. If I didn't have my mindset work, if I didn't have all the books that I learned over the last 11 years about breath work and, and thinking and just being grounding, grounding myself with gratitude, seeing everything with perspective, understanding one another. If I didn't have all that, I would fall apart. And that's what I say always. Have your toolbox. Have your toolbox that you can fall and fall into and say, okay, I need now. This is what I need for my, to, for, for my toolkit right now to survive. This is what I need in order to find clarity. This is what I need in order to feel comfort. This is what I need in order to feel grateful. Okay. Have your toolbox. Your toolbox will walk with you through life in the moments that you never thought you would need your first aid kit toolbox. And going to whip it out and say, okay, I remember I learned this. This is what I'm going to have to practice. Now, if we don't practice when things are good, we will not be able to practice when things are hard. If you don't practice mindset, gratitude, affirmations, um, forgiveness, 
all of these things. If you don't practice it when things are good, you will not be able to practice it when things are dire because you're going to be in a state of drowning and you won't be able to do the work then. So don't wait until it's too late. Work on it. Start slowly. One book at a time, one YouTube at a time, one, one practice at a time. Little, little, little changes add up. Little, little, little insights bring to greater clarity bigger clarity, walking forward, making that change, evolving into that person that you look and say, I'm grateful for the person I became. I'm grateful for the challenges in my life that led me to where I am now. I want to recommend a book. It's called A Complaint-Free World. I think I spoke about it a few times. I highly, highly recommend this book because it is the foundation to mindset and gratitude and awareness, mindfulness. And then you can go to all the other books. But when we notice how much we complain and how much we judge and how much we rebuke, it shifts the mindset. It shifts and it makes us listen to every single word we say, to every little voice in our head. And it makes massive, massive long-term changes, a complaint-free world. If you read it, let me know what you think about it. If you didn't and you're going to read it, let me know what you think about it. would love to hear your opinion. Thank you, everyone, for sending your love. So many people reached out to me the last few weeks. I was in tears, tears from the amount of gratitude I've been getting for Hope to Recharge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Join our Facebook community, Hope to Recharge community. And if you have a moment, can you go to iTunes? Hope to recharge our iTunes and leave a review. I'm going to leave a link below also on how to leave a review on iTunes. My dear beloved Heather created this little sketch. So simple, step-by-step how to leave a iTunes review. If you enjoyed this, or if you didn't enjoy it, if you have thoughts for the future for us, if you have insight, if you want to be a part of Hope to Recharge and you want to give us some direction and insight, please share. You can go to the email also on hopetorecharge.com, connect with us and send us your thoughts, recommendations, and join our email list. We're going to be revealing very soon everything about our retreat in end of October or beginning of November. We're still working on the exact date. The gratefulness retreat. Before you go, please say in your mind or in your words right now, three things you are grateful for that happened to you in the last hour. And don't include this podcast. So anything Three things that you're grateful for. You could say, I'm grateful that I have um, technology. I'm grateful that I can listen. I'm grateful that I have hope. I'm grateful for anything. Anything that happened to you in the last hour, for the shower you took, for the bed you're sitting on, for the walk you're taking, for the air outside, for the oxygen, for the cold water, whatever it is. Three things you are grateful for in the last hour. Bye till next time. 
Thank you for listening till the end. We highly appreciate all of our listeners. And Mental Health Together is better. You being here means a tremendous amount to us. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like some extra boost of information and inspiration that is not on the podcast, you can go to our website, hopetorecharge.com. There's some premium content that for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can download some amazing information that will help you, a tool that will guide you through life. So don't skip a beat. Don't hesitate. Go to hopetorecharge.com and see what other offerings we have there for your mental health well-being. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to say thank you, the best way of gratitude will be by you leaving a review or a comment or sharing this with a loved one. There is no greater form of gratitude for us. Thank you. Bye till next time. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, the leading online platform for therapy. You can access thousands of therapists one click away. Go check out BetterHelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Get 10% off your first month. Start your wellness now.